The VC Show is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, but you must be 21 or older. The VC Show, let's go, doing the part with Roz. We got the sports on deck for our audience. Whether it's big news, hot topics, updates, straight facts, storytelling, breakdowns, a special guest. VC Show, let's go, it's time to turn it out. The VC Show, let's go. Let's Welcome go. to the VC Show, presented by Caesar Sportsbook on Omaha Audio. I'm Vince Carter, alongside you know who. Roz, <laughs> go on with a Roz, what's going on? How are you? Where are you? What say you? Hello, <laughs> what's up, Vince? Uh, it's great to see your face, to be reunited with you. At the moment, I'm actually in the Bay. I'm in San Francisco. Um, I've, I'm going to be on sidelines reporting on the broadcast for the Warriors-Grizzlies game. We should be a gutty, you know? Mm. It's rivalry, rivalry week. A um, whole lot of spicy games, although depending on who you ask, uh, they might be different interpretations of whether or not the Warriors and the Grizzlies are even a rivalry. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right, depends on who you ask. But I will say it's certainly spicy and uh, exciting, um, and I can't wait for it. So I'm always happy to be back in the Bay, too. I mean, this is where, you know, a lot of my uh, growth came as a professional, coming up as the Warriors sideline reporter back in the day and then playing ball at Stanford. So I've got a ton of, you know, people to catch up with. And um, it's always nice to be back in the Bay. What about you, DC? Where are you at? Uh, you know, laying low, doing what I do. Nah, you know, back back to work. Um, you know, been, been on a move a little bit, but, you know, back in the studio, getting it in. Uh, you know, so. I think you're leaving us out of the loop a little bit. I know you've been working on your golf sway. How was the LPGA oh. tournament, man? It's like, you were out there with, with the uh, pros. What's going on? Yeah, I got a chance to play in the um, the Hilton Grand Vacations Tournament of Champions, um, the LPGA uh, starter of the season tournament, um, which Brooke Henderson, for those who watch uh, the women play, Brooke Henderson was killing it from start to finish. Uh, she was a runaway winner. But I got a chance to play with a lot of, a lot of celebrities, I mean, from Fitzgerald, Larry Cable Guy, Alfonso Ribeiro, Marcus Allen. I mean, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, you name it. It was, it was, it was who's who. Marty Fish, uh, once again, won the tournament. Annika Sorenstein. There's a lot of great names in the business, whether it's sports, comedy, acting. Uh, I played with, uh, oh man, who did I play with? I played with Victor Cruz. Oh, who nice. Was there. Okay. Courtney Lee, one of my old teammates. Um, oh, fun. So I, I got to play with Michael Pena, okay. the actor. So I got to play with some pretty cool people, man, and, and, and obviously see some great golf. These women, you know, it's it, you know for those who watch golf, it's like watching men with the aggressive swing swings who hit the ball so far, but then watching the women just so fluid, easy does it. And, it, it, you know, they're straight down the middle every time. So I, I learned a lot. You know, it's just when you think you're a decent golfer, you play with a professional, uh, you know, play with these women, and it's like, man, if I can get that in my game, I'll be good. But I had a good time. Uh, shout out to Kyle Lowry. I rocked the, the the legacy custom bag when we had him on here. You know, he made me the, the custom golf bag, so I rocked that. And shout out to the Tar Heels who sent me the team bag. So the first two days I, I rocked my Carolina bag, and then the last two days I rocked my legacy bag. So it's uh Turn some heads. It was pretty cool to have a cool bag that people enjoyed. Oh my goodness, that is 
star packed um of all of the celebrities and you know entertainers that were out there where where, where did you rank like what's your game like uh my game is good on, on the K. I was up and down uh this year but uh I'm decent, but like there's, there's, I mean, Derek Lowe, Marty Fish are two of the guys who are always every year up in the top. Marty Fish has won this tournament the last two years that I know, and he also won Tahoe. So he's on fire. He's a tough one to beat. I mean, he's beaten Tony Romo, who we know is a great golfer, Annika Sorensen, who is currently the female goat who, who's still playing. Like he's beating some of the, the, the great golfers that we know who are, you know, Annika is, is obviously the goat, the female goat, hands down. But he's beating people like that. He's he's a he's a he's a good player. So I, I mean, it's just get the chance to get out there and play tournament golf, which a lot of people you know don't get that opportunity to play alongside some of the great ones. So soon, soon I'm going. I'm back in the lab, Roz. You know, and I'm a, I'm taking this. This is my sport now. So uh, I'm getting with my coach, and we're gonna get back. Okay, at it. you got you. You got a golf coach. You you're working at it. This is where this is where you yeah. compete now. Oh yeah. Um, I feel like it's, yeah, this is my competition, man. I feel like when I talk to people about golfing, um, there's always some element of them saying it's a humbling experience, or I've learned more <laughs> yeah. about myself than I ever had before. Like. You know, as someone who really was dominant in the game of basketball, what have you learned or taken away from, you know, golf? Don't disrespect the game. It's always, you could play the same course twice and have a different result. You could play a course one day and play great and feel like, man, I got this. Like, I could do this every day and play that exact same course and it kicks your butt. Like, that's where people say it's humbling because it's like, it's very technical. Like if you get outside of what you're, what you need to do, club hands not in the right position. It's not like basketball where you can be off platform and shoot and still make a shot. You know, make two, ten, twelve in a row. It doesn't work like that in golf. So it's kind of sticking to your routine, and and it also teaches you patience. Playing in tournament, in tournaments, you need patience. That's the, a big difference in playing like casual golf and. When you're not playing well, having patience and kind of zoning, uh, locking back in, because it's not a team game where I can say, "Oh, I can give it to my other superstar, somebody else, and let them get it get it going until I get it back together." No, it's just you right. out there with a ball that's not moving, <laughs> <laughs> and you got and you're trying to keep the ball in front of you, keeping it straight. Uh, but uh, it's just it's it, like I say, I, I've played in a few, so it's not the nerves. It's just kind of just. It's just, you know, being able to translate the golfer that you are casually, translating that to actually performance, you know, to professional golf or or tournament golf. And it's like a different sport. It's kind of, I compare it to preseason to playoffs. Maybe not regular season. Like I I look at term, I I look at casual golf. Like you go play, people try to take it serious. I try to take it serious to prepare myself for that. But there's no preparing for that. But it's like we try to prepare ourselves in the preseason, you know, whatever, like you, you kind of half-ass it, but you're really trying to get yourself ready. Yeah. But it's And then, then you get to tournament golf. It's like the playoffs. Yeah. Every shot matters, you know, so I, that's why I skip regular season. It's like, yeah, you play every game matters to position yourself, but you know what the playoffs is like. And that's what it, I kind of compare it to. Yeah, yeah. You know, it actually gives me goosebumps and just like listening to you talk about it. And, um, 
you know, in a way, like the amount of time you spend, you know, alone with your own thoughts, um, you know, and your own Man, that walk next shot. right, your yes. own progress, you know, um, and that each, you know, whole could be a different journey and kind of letting go of it's really a life metaphor, like letting go of what you can't control and moving forward. Yes, you're exactly right. And that's kind of the thing. I, I could say that till I'm blue in the face and then get out there in the course and you hit a shot that you feel like I can hit this shot. But that, you know, it, you know, you have to kind of face the reality of, OK, this time you didn't. But don't carry that over to the next shot, because then you will have another bad result. And then people just blow up. That's when you see videos where people breaking clubs or throwing them in the lake and throwing them all around the course. And th because you let, you know, bad shots kind of build, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, it's like basketball. And I try to t take a lot of the situations of basketball mentally more so than physically and bring them on, on to the golf course Amen. more so like, okay, you had a bad shot. All right, let's get the next one back and play and see it through. Right. Well, one thing that I've, really don't think it's possible to see in golf that we can see on the basketball court is off court shenanigans spilling into the actual <laughs> game or match like uh, like that's me trying to do a like pseudo transition i know everybody watching at home was like where is she going with this? Is she like tries to get us back to basketball, but um, I, but I mean the shenanigans are on a high. The NBA never fails to deliver. There's always something exciting. In fact, on my phone, I got a update from like ESPN or Sports Center or like because I got sports alerts on my phone. Normally reserved for like, you know. LeBron James has moved 50 up. Point game. Yeah, yeah. 50 point game or has moved up to number three all time or it's a it's a two point game with a minute left on so and so to then now it was Shannon Sharp and T Morant, John Morant's father, had uh, were part of a, a situation yeah. that paused the Lakers Grizzlies game or whatever. And I literally looked at it and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and so then the aftermath of seeing him drawing with Steven Adams, Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks in the locker room, calling Shannon Sharp a pedestrian or a blogger or Shannon and T. Morant going at it. Then later, Shannon Sharp and, and uh, John's father, you know, showing love and dapping it up at the end. And then, then there were apologies and then Cardigan flexes and name drops of stylus and i was like i was like wait what and in the midst of it like you know like there was a, a, a battle on the court lebron james doing crazy things and i was just like this is nuts so um as of to, uh, as of our conversation shannon sharp has given a full-bodied apology and um, really, really took, clearly took it seriously, gave it an apology to everybody who was involved. Like everybody got an apology. Janitors got an apology, everybody. And um, there has been nothing said from the Lakers organization or the league um, yet about whether or not there would be any repercussion for this. So just curious your take on the situation. And then should Shannon Sharp have been kicked out of the arena? 
Uh, I mean, at that moment, I think, yes, he, it was a situation, any situation like that, anybody else, they, they would have been removed. Um, I mean, because it, it just wasn't back and forth and it was over. It continued with multiple players, then another fan, which was spilling onto the court. So, you know, I know Shannon, no team a little bit. Um, you know, when Shannon is there, he goes there. That's just, that's, that's the Sharp family. I know both of the Sharp brothers very well. Man. And, you know, when they're in it, they're in it. Um, you know, and you know, the one thing about it, like I said, I didn't see the game. I saw, I saw it kind of like what you, what you did on the ticker. I'm like, what? What does that say? <laughs> I was like, what? Lakers, T. Morant, like these, wait a minute, Shannon Sharp, T. Morant, Dylan Brooks, what is going on? So, um, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I know a lot of other players had a lot to say. You, you know, at the end of the day, if it was any fan, we yeah, we want them removed. Um, if it so, was any I, person I, 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 that a fan in the arena, they could have gotten serious bans. They could have gotten reprimanded. I mean, yeah. or, the NBA has been actively trying to curb um, negative behavior from fans to players for good reason for, for good for their safety for good reason for their because safety. yeah. And- and for players, like they said all the time, it's like, okay, you're going to allow these fans to come in and talk junk to us, but then you're going to fine us for protecting ourselves or whatever the case may be. So now the a- a- NBA is kind of taking on us on, you know, well, I mean, they do have a point. You know, you can't, you, you're going to leave these guys out there for dead and then fine them? Right. <laughs> no, you can't. You it, it doesn't work like that, in my opinion. So, um, you know, so I, I, the NBA didn't fine any, play, any player in this career. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, because that would be disappointing uh, if if so. Uh, I mean, you you have back and forth with player. I mean, players. You know, Russ had a back and forth with his own fans in L.A. You know, so it happens. Once they walked him out, I don't think he should. He they should have brought. You don't think he should have been allowed back in? And that's not even in. in, Not back in after that. That's all I'm saying. Maybe not. And that has nothing to do with his legacy and 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 or respect for all that he has accomplished. You know, when you have this conversation, suddenly people want to bring up what somebody did, like. That's not any disrespect to that or lack of acknowledgement. It's just, you know, it's 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 just the nature of how things move on on a game day and respecting the space. You and I, Vince, talked about the sacred ground of locker rooms, of courts, and um, you know, look, in the aftermath of seeing everything go down, like I, I actually was cool at the end with just about how everything played out with like when I saw I of course it gave me a chuckle and and um, a little bit of like, oh, oh, he's trying to play when like Dylan Brooks is like, oh, um, Shannon Sharp is a pedestrian or that, you know, he's a blogger. You know, it, it went viral on, on social media and we all got a chuckle out of it. And there definitely was some thought of like, OK, young man, you know, you know, you know, you might be being a little bit disrespectful. Um, but on the other side, you know, it was was the space and the sanctity of it respected. And that's his. He, and he, that's their art. That's their safe space to come out there and play the game of basketball and be professionals. That's their workplace. You know, we don't go to a, a doc. Which he understands. Right. So just to let me finish, like, um, so I felt like it, it comes with the territory of how everyone was stepping blind. And then in seeing the aftermath of it, I really appreciated Shannon's apology. I thought Shannon Sharp, came on his show and gave a lengthy apology. Might have Some people might have said it hadn't even been too long, but you could tell he took it serious. 
he gave a great example of what owning your actions looks like. And really, I mean, sincerely, it felt very heartfelt, probably went home, looked at it, felt, you know, and just, you know, wasn't pleased with how he was showing up in that moment. And so in the aftermath, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, like I'm, I'm over. I, there's nothing more I'm going to say to Shannon Sharp move after on. that. Move on, because I thought it was thorough and we got caught up. And and you could tell he thought that through. He thought of the people to actually apologize to. It wasn't a generic apology. It was apologizing to individuals. Um, yeah, I think, you know, like I said, I think he should have been, you know, should not have been allowed to come back. It happened. It happened. He saw himself. He thought it through. Like I said, he, he was in the moment and he did not let this situation linger. Like I said, it was the next day he issued that apology to where people were like, all right, cool. He saw, you know, he was acting the fool and how it all played out. I'm sure he heard immediately, you know, how social media is. He heard immediately, you know, likes and licks, dislikes and what people had to say and then thought it through. Like, man, no, I'm, I, you know, and he, Obviously, the organization, his his family, friends, kids, so so forth. Like he he understood on his platform, and he used his platform for good. Yeah, it wasn't you know back at Dylan for what he said. No, yeah, he said you know he. he you know, so I, I thought that was you know. That and I cool. think he probably put himself in. From what I gathered, like it was a very um, humble apology where he recognized like yo it's these young guys time like it, he wasn't lost in ego he wasn't he could have easily came on his show and you know not you know listed credentials and been like okay young man i i know blogger i know pedestrian you better be careful but he didn't do that instead he complimented the young guys and just recognized it's their time right now and that was their stage and so i thought that was commendable a lot of adults a lot of us grown people get get lost in the ego and, and Shannon Sharp didn't do that and I do think it was important you know LeBron stepped up and immediately had a you know had his back um afterwards even though it sounded like a like he was you know jokingly doing it any word of LeBron's allows there to set a tone that look I'm with Shannon you know like I got his back you know that's my guy let's not let's not go crazy well I'll say this <laughs> I just want to say this to that what you said is that I'm glad he didn't go listening to accolades and because I I don't think he would, it would be accepted and he'd win or people would say, Oh, okay, cool. Move on. Like you said, he, he issued a thorough apology and moved on listing those accolades. I don't think, I think that would rub people the wrong way and he's digging a deeper hole. So I thought he handled it well. He did what he had to do. And it's kind of like healing and move on. I mean, some people are going to accept it. Some people aren't, that's just the way it is. But I thought, I thought he did the right thing regardless. Okay. Well, Let's move on from that topic into another one. Uh, speaking of accolades, I know a guy with a whole lot of them, and that's Tom Brady. And I know that's your guy with the Bucks. Oh my gosh! So late, the, the latest quote to come out with Tom Brady. You see, you uh, see I, think I, I know we're going to talk basketball, yeah, but let's do a quick, a quick football. I mean, this is barely even sports centric. Tom Brady is a universal conversation. This is a conversation about life, longevity, and. And how hard it is to uh, move to play in the forties to, to do anything in the forties. Sure, right. Not that I've been there, but or <laughs> or even to or even to like think about your identity after be existing in one way for so long. And 
I'd love to see, do you think in a, a little way, is Tom struggling with who he would be without football? Because, and I'll just, his latest, you know, headline quote was, he did an interview and basically came out and said, look, if I knew what I was going to effing do, I'd have already effing done it. Okay. I'm going to take it one day at a time. That's a real thing. I, 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 I've been there. Like I, as I was leading up to, you know, let's just say three, two, three years out, even my last year uh, 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 prior to my conversation with Cole in Jersey, that's what I, that was kind of my hesitation. And, and I won't say a fear, but that's, that was kind of what was uncomfortable for me. And it was tough for me to say the word retirement. And it's like, okay, what's the other side look like? Because for 22 years, I had this routine and this is all I focused on is to be the best that I can be, the healthiest I can be, you know, make other guys better. All of these different things that is that, that culminates who I wanted to be and where, you know, what I love doing. And I, I, I it, you know, and it, it was people, somebody could say, could say that same thing to me. And I would not admit that. And I don't think Tom would either, because like I said, he's just trying to figure this all out because it's like, okay, this is all I've done. This is all he's done. Like for 22, think about it for 22 years, I came in the league at 21 and I played for 22. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You know, so I played more than half of my life in, in this sport. So that's all I know. And it's kind of like walking on the other side. And, you know, like I was reassured, like Kobe, you know, one of the guys I respected, uh, Dirk and D-Way were like like three three guys that I kind of respect. Are you saying Kobe? They were retired. Okay. Yeah, Kobe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, when he, you know, I figured they're fierce competitors who gave it all, put hours and hours into their craft to be, Hall of Famers that they they they're going to be, you know, and I'm saying I'm talking about Dirk and D Wade. Um, I trusted what they had to say in the brief conversation I had because the first guy I really talked to was Kobe, and listening to him talk and just say, "Hey, you will enjoy this. Life is good. It's 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 okay over here. The water the water's great." And I was like, "Man, of all people, we know how Kobe was about." his regiment and his preparation and how he viewed the game and to hear him say that. And I said, like, you know what? I'm retiring. Yes. Retirement, retirement. And I think that's what, and I say, I'll say all that to say, I think that's what Tom needs. It's just reassuring that, you know, I mean, we're all different. We all handle our, have different lifestyles, but it's like people that you respect and, and, and that are fierce competitors. I, you know, I think somebody like Peyton Manning would be great. For him to talk to who had the same approach and you know a goat and and and, and accomplished so much and not, everything was football and being the best at it i think sometimes it's tough to go uh but i was at that game i was at the game and uh it was tough to watch uh but you know it just i don't know it's just it just didn't seem right we just and i say we my bucks we just did not look good and um you know, I, I want to say something real fast. You know, and I, I said this to a couple of my friends, and I think I said my mom a couple. Of, you know, I struck. I, I'm in my new life in this new world of mine. On the other side, as a fan, like, and I say, fan, I, I was a fan before, like going to football games. But now that I'm not playing, and look at life, I struggle. 
I struggle with like being at games and like people boo, but it's just like, you know, kind of some of the things you hear home teams say about their home team when things go bad. I, I, I'm over there losing my mind. It's just a different world, and I'm just trying to get used okay. to it. Yeah, I just wanted to say that because I, 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 th- I th- thought about that. Why? And you know, I'm a fan too. I'm like, what, what, Tom? What are we doing? You know. But then at the same time, that basketball player, that mm-hmm. athlete's like, I would say, what? Nah. Y'all come out here and just try one play, one play, and you tell me how you feel. You know, it's just like you, you know, when people play pickup with athletes and they look at guys who they don't respect. What do they say? Hey, bro, who is this guy? He playing the NBA? Dang, he's yeah. good. Yeah, just because they don't play, that doesn't mean they're not good. So, I, I mean, I know it's kind of going off left field, but it was I, I wanted to say that because sometimes I sit out there and I just look around and just listen to people. And I'm just like, man, this is tough. I need earplugs. It's really <laughs> a lack of empathy, again, for, you know, athletes and, and entertainers. And honestly, it really shows a lack of experience. You know, if somebody actually, you know, knew what it took or even, even, even knew what it took to exist on the court, on a you know JV level, you would understand like dang, just even being there, you know, being the last guy on the team, like that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but Raj, you said it, you said it, but people don't understand. You said to even function and move about at that level in the forty, yeah, is what Tom Brady's doing. Like so, I you know I said to people like when you wake up in the morning, people who are forty or older, you, you don't feel great. And you can't imagine having to go jog, not play a contact sport, just to right. go jog or work out sometimes. Uh-huh. Like this guy does this every day. So it's just a lot. You know, we tend to forget that because we're, we're because of our fandom. Right. And, and that's understandable. I mean, also, I mean, it's it's comparable, but it's also not the same. Like Tom, you know, could be putting close to a million dollars a year into his body. Uh, you've got, you know, full facilities and uh, teams dedicated to making sure you're maximizing the best level of your talent um, and ability. Uh, you know, Joe Schmo is waking up out of bed and probably, you know, warming up a breakfast sandwich, you know, or, you know, making a, an espresso coffee, you know, like, so yeah, it, it's comparable, but it's not. But one thing that was interesting was listening to you talk about Kobe giving you advice on like, Hey, the water's cool over here in retirement. It's interesting you know, I really got to know Kobe towards the end of his career. Like, that's when I was starting mine and really in his retirement year. And um, I definitely got to know him more around women's basketball because he was very serious with Gigi and, um, you know, starting to really immerse himself. And, you know, one thing about him is he had a blossoming, growing, big family of girls, you know, to throw himself into and, um, really focused on being like Mamba mentality of fatherhood. And and in some ways, like, you know, he was competing to be the best, you know, coach of the teams, the, of his daughter's team, the, the best father he could be. Like, it was just same beast, different, you know, animal in some ways. And um, I wonder what that would be. For Tom, I mean, he certainly has a family, right? Um, what was that for you? Like, and, and I'm mm-hmm. going to, before I even else further set that up, like I definitely speak to coaches um, on the NBA scene, um, assistant coaches, things like that, um, who have talked about how after retirement, you know, it's hard from going, you travel 
for 82 games a year. You're barely at home. You're used to, you've got your routine for maybe 10 year career. You're going to dinners, you know, the hotels, you've got your plane life. And all of a sudden you retire and suddenly you're supposed to know how to function being in your home for seven days a week. Like I know that for the everyday person, you're like, what? That's cold life, sir. But for somebody who spent years not existing in that way. Our life was totally different. So what is that adjustment like? Well, I want to say this, so you go back to yeah. Kobe, and I'm going to move my way forward through that. Um, you said something about him, uh, about his daughters and, and, and enjoying. That's one of the things he said in that conversation. When he said his excitement, he said, I, I love retirement, and I love now that I can focus on and attack you know, this thing of fatherhood and understanding how important fathers are to their daughters. And he's like, we need to... You know, to do that, we've been here, been in this life, you know, that, but we need to kind of take a channel our energy to that. And I was just like, God, Lee, man, you're right. You know, and, that, and that's, that was going to, we're going to have further conversation about that. But, you know, it's, uh, listen to you say it, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what he was saying. So, you know, and I think that was, I, I, I was lucky uh, in as far as retirement, because I saw you, I, did, I wasn't sure what the other side looked like. And I was fortunate enough, believe it or not, that when the pandemic hit and it was a stoppage and everything happened, and once it was kind of confirmed that 22 of the 30 teams were going to the bubble and I was a part of the eight that did not go, it was easy for me because the pandemic happened and I kind of can transition out and find another focus, which I had golf. So golf is my competition now. That is my challenge. That is my sport, you know. So that I started kind of putting my energy in that. And then obviously now working with ESPN and doing all that, I started doing some uh, some, some TV work once while the bubble was going on. I started doing some work, some studio stuff. And it helped ease my transition. Everybody does not get that opportunity for it to kind of fall in place like that. And it fell in place. So when the reality set, when that season was over, I, I was already in the, the, the if you would, regular life okay. for me. You know, now kind of routine of, you know, doing TV and, you know, a little more studying and, you know, how everything goes into that. And then golf, that, like I needed something to kind of challenge the mind and the body. You know, like for me, I just needed something. I, I couldn't just sit there and like, all right, turning competition off after 20 years, impossible impossible so i had that i mean that was already kind of established so it made it easier and you know i, I can continue because it's a love of mine anyway so for tom i think that's kind of the thing he has to figure that out because he's a great golfer he has golf obviously he has tv waiting for him so he has some things but it's kind of still having to accept that understanding like okay i have that i'm ready to go to that you have to let go, and that's the biggest thing. Something's going to have to <clears throat> trigger him or help, help him accept that life on the okay. other side. Kobe's conversation, then I had the conversation with Dirk, then I had the conversation that summer with D. Okay. Wade, which confirmed, you know, kind of reconfirmed that really everything that I was already feeling, yeah, 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 yeah. see? I feel it again. Yeah, this is the right thing. This is the right decision. I said that I was retiring. And Raz, I honestly didn't wasn't sure if that was the right decision. I, I did not know until, you know, after it was over and then the pandemic hit and I was like, 
This is the easiest way. This was the easiest way to kind of walk away from it personally. How would you say your second chapter is going as far as um, similarities and differences and fulfillment? Uh, it's going great. I, I, I don't have any anxieties, which I was kind of worried about the anxieties of walking away uh, from this game. And, and, and is, 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 is golf enough to fulfill that competition is, Doing TV, which I love doing enough, you know, where I'm not miserable because that, that, that thing more than anything, I just wanted to, didn't want to be miserable and I wanted to be tolerable <laughs> around my friends and fa family. You know, I didn't want to be that, man, this dude is just go back, you know, because mm -hmm. miserable. Tom was miserable when he okay. retired. Like it's, it's okay. It's okay to say, uh, yeah, I retired. And I thought that was going to be me. I retired and like, Hey, nah, this is not it yet. The, the 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 pandemic right, right 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 i think if the pandemic if the pan if the, we finished that season i don't know i might have been i might have been in that same situation fighting with the end um so you know i, I think that's just a real thing because i think because we're talking about somebody who played 20 years you know that's a lot of basketball that's not our routine it's like you can't just go cold right turkey. right right, right. <laughs> you know but if tom, you know if tom so were to, re that's, that's were to retire again there's no coming back from that a second time around. I, I I think if he if he announces it this and time, it, it. he should do For it. Real. He should be yeah, sure, should, and she should take his time. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Which I think where what you said about the effingness and effing that, and I'm gonna do it when I'm done. I'm taking it one day at a time. I think he really means that this time. All right. You know what I'm saying because because of what happened before, yeah, we or you know because of before, and uh, we should respect that space um, as someone who has journeyed and done so much for all of sports not just the game of football the vc show let's go have you been betting with the caesar sportsbook and casino app if so keep it up because every bet earns with caesar's rewards that means win or lose you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets free stays bonuses and more and if not well when you get started your first bet is on caesar's register with promo code omaha full and place your first bet up to twelve hundred and fifty dollars if you win congrats if you don't you'll get your stake back as a free bet must be 21 or older offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit $1,250. Must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas, Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800- 426-2537 or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369. Whether it's last minute school supplies, an impromptu dinner, or fresh flowers for that special occasion, with DoorDash, there's a neighborhood of good in every order. With DoorDash, you're not just getting the things you love, 
but supporting the community you love too. For a limited time, our listeners can get 50% off up to a $20 value and $0 delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app and enter code VINCE. That's 50% off up to a $20 value and a $0 delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code VINCE. Don't forget, that's code VINCE for 50% off up to a $20 value and $0 delivery fees with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. It's the best time of year. Football season in full swing. Basketball and hockey have returned, and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Make up for lost time. Go enjoy a game. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, has offered you $10 off your first $100 ticket purchase with the code VCSHOW. That's code VCSHOW. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. All right, Ben, so just keeping the conversation and the family and the energy of longevity, we've got another huge longevity topic um, heating up. I mean, it's been rumbling all season, but here we are at, you know, the pinnacle, the the, the uh, a moment that's soon coming um, and will happen, you know, health allowing. LeBron James on the heels of passing Kareem for the all-time scoring leader in the history of the NBA. And um, actually, Ramona Shelburne did a nice write-up, and she had a conversation with Pat Riley, who had a conversation with her about Kareem um, and longevity. And, And she spotlighted Kareem at age 38, I think in year 17 or so, and kind of took a look at you know, where he was at that point in his career. And then here we are at LeBron, age 38, year 20 in his career. Both were high performers, still, you know, elite, uh, top of the league type players um, in their older age. And um, Pat Riley actually said in the interview, he said, I always said that Kareem was the greatest player of all time because of his longevity. So as LeBron approaches his all-time scoring record, and as someone yourself who has played 20 years, um, how do you look at the longevity conversation um, uh, and how greatness is evaluated and specifically what both Kareem and LeBron were able to do? The, the fact that LeBron is able to do what he's doing at it's at, at this age, year 20 is amazing. It's a testament of, to his dedication to the game, just like Kareem. And coming into the NBA, I, I, you know, it's funny. I remember, I don't know why I remember this so, so vividly, but I remember scoring my 20,000th point, saw that graphic. And you know, when you score 20,000, you sit at home like, oh, it's cool. It's on Sports Center. You know, you receive the ball and like, okay, hopefully I can get to such and such. You just see some names. And then you get up to that top three. And like, it was uh, Carl Malone up there, MJ. And then it was like, uh, no, nah, yeah, all right. It, it was nobody. You know, it was just like, what? 30 what? Man, okay, cool. And you start seeing more guys hitting into 30,000. I remember. I was on the team when Dirk did it, and it was just like, golly, that's amazing, that's amazing. Uh, you know, the guys, you know, another guy, because you know, you just thirty thousand is a lot of points. 
then you look at when you say that and then you look at Kareem like, ah, yeah, there's nobody <laughs> going up there. And when LeBron passed Carl, I was like, wow, you know, still like, bro, like he has a long way to go to get there. And, and now like we're like 400, uh, you know, somewhere in there, let's say less than 500 points uh, uh, away from history. Like, you know, we, you say records are made to be broken. Yes. But that's one that people, I think a lot of people thought like, you have to play a long I time know. to beat that. And you have to score a lot of points. And, you know, we, LeBron is a, can, can score, but people didn't consider him that and he's able to do that you know and uh, you know it's just like okay and i can i can i can already see people now so that makes him the greatest player uh, whatever whatever he's he's one of the greatest athletes of all time um he's shattering records he's shattering he's living proof you know and i and i feel that I, and i put myself in this category with with those guys who play in in a forty, they're pr- pr- showing that regardless of what your age is, you put your mind and you dedicate your your mind and your body to it. You can accomplish it, you know. And and that doesn't have to be a sport. Like people just want to walk again or walk normal and be pain free. And you, it it takes a lot. It takes a lot because I remember every every summer after the season's over. I, I'm 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 proud, you know. I was proud about where I am, and and I want to compete against the 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 new wave of young guys coming in. So I couldn't really exhale. Like, ah, all right, two three weeks, I'm gonna take off. It, it it couldn't be that, you know. And and that was like something I was okay with. And he's taking that to another level. And I, you know, what Kareem and and. and you know, I think about what Kareem has accomplished, who he is. I've had the t- chance to interview him and talk with him and listen to him talk. Uh, my my dear friend, Bill Russell, listening to him talk about Wilt, Kareem, some of the greats that he's played against. And the young, our generation young and younger, of course, just we don't have an appreciation for what he, he did. I mean, you know, uh, he did. He he scored this many points on a skyhook, on two point shots in sure. free throws. Yeah, <laughs> like that's saying something. Like you know, we we talk, we talk, we look at the evolution of the game, and it's it's nothing against that. That is, I don't care what it is. Thirty thousand is thirty thousand. Thirty eight thousand, whatever it is, is what it is. But Kareem did it from two point shots, right? Mostly a skyhook and free throws. In not and 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 not even twenty. I mean, what do you play? Twenty not not twenty something years. Like it's just amazing. And uh, I think sometimes, you know, we have the 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 goat, the greatest player debate, and we typically hear obviously MJ and LeBron should be Kobe in that. Um, there's but I mean Kareem deserves to to, to be talked about, and he'll never. And, and I get it. I'm realist. Him. He'll never be talked about. But when we we actually sit down and think about how. He got his points. You look at LeBron, how he's evolved with the three-point shot and the distance now that he's shooting. When he came in, you would live like we're living. We're, please shoot that. Now you can't. Now you can't do that with LeBron, and that wasn't the case with Kareem. It's like, how do we stop the? How do we stop this guy? We have to follow. Him. Right. <laughs> we don't let him shoot the sky. We make him shoot free throws. Right. You know, and he's a, a decent free throw shooter. So it's just these two guys. Those two guys are what they've done. 
and what the, what he LeBron is doing, yeah, is 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 amazing, and and uh, I can't wait to see. I, I see our, our producer says two hundred twenty four points. I mean, like. That's not a lot at the clip. I mean, it, and he's scoring 40 oh, balls. It's not like he's getting 15, 20. <laughs> he's not getting 15, 20, maybe one thirty game. He's getting 40s right. and 45s and 47s. Right. Like, you know, it's just what LeBron is doing. He is setting the bar like any, you know, you you could dedicate yourself to it. Like we talked about, you said it, Tom Brady has, has a team of guys and he's putting millions of dollars into his body. Uh, we, I, I know Russell Wilson has said he's put a, at least a million dollars into his body. Um, I mean, I know some people like, bro, you can't use that example because he didn't have a great year. Okay, fine. But it's the dedication, your willingness to put the money back into right. yourself to be the best player that you can be. And we're seeing what that does uh, for LeBron. Yeah, so, for sure. It, it's an investment. And Keep you speaking on all of that, it speaks to the um, complexities of discussing what makes uh, an all-time great journey and then an a best player or a greatest player of all time. Um, and so, you know, you talk about the different types of shots these guys got, also the different styles of play, the different, you know, ways competition looked in the league. And that's what also adds complexity to these conversations. What era were you in? Uh, who did you compete against? What Was there a three-point line? You know, um, how was scoring? How was defense? And for someone had a career as great as you did how do you feel about the conversations of comparison over eras how is that from a player's perspective how so, fair is it it's it's i think it's unfair to all of these players because i, I mean because i think we have to decipher okay what rules are we going to play by and you know in in, in a young person or, or, or older person depends on what side of the conversation or debate you're, you're on, you can say, well, that's not their problem. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. But I, 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 I will say this. I think about, let's just, this ballpark, MJ averaged 30-ish. And we remember what that era was like, bad boys and all that. He averaged 30 when they weren't really calling no, no, fouls, no, no, touch fouls and all that. Now, just imagine putting guys like Iverson, um, even 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 early Cove, like guys in that era. We're talking about back in that in that day who had to, who didn't really get the call. Like they had to earn no blood, no foul type mentality. When we walked in, that's what referees would say. You, you, are you bleeding? Well, quit crying. You know, that's kind of what it was. So I just think you take those guys who used to take a beating and average those those numbers, put them in that game today. And what would it right, be like? Right, right. You know, uh, do you add five, Probably. ten more points to the average? That's insane. <laughs> On top of the free throws, who these guys who are great free throw shooters. So that's my only argument. I'm not saying, you know, you're you're looking at some of the most athletic beings, players today. It, it, it the game does look different. You look at the game if you watch the game back in the in the 80s 90s and early 2000s which <laughs> you'll see me in there and then you'll actually see me in the 2000s you just look at the game you, you you see more physical back in the day you see guys who are just kind of built to, to 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 last below the ground first i mean you had high flyers but guys i mean you had to fight your way through the paint just to get open 
Now you're worried about getting dunked on because everybody's aerodynamic now. Everybody's athletic to a degree, which, it, you know, it's different, like more skilled. We're looking at, like, we're talking about Webinyama coming in. We're talking about Bobo. You know, we're talking about seven-footers. You're talking, you look at the Orlando Magic. We talk, you know, you talk Jonathan Isaac. He's coming back. Comes back, shooting threes. Bigs, catch and shoot threes. You're looking at that lineup, Franz Wagner, 6'10". Um, Bancaro, 6'10". You know, Wendell Carter, 6'11". And then Bobo, like, you have, like, look at what we're talking about. We're talking about 6'10 guys who are playing small and forward. Nine. I mean, shooting guard, small forward, probably, you know, handle. So it's, it's just, yes, you could say, well, you had some guys back then. It's just it's just a different game, but I just like, what do we, we I always say, what rules are we using? Right. And then we, we incorporate that and then we'll see where we're going. But, you know, it's always, it's it's never, you. it's tough to compare. Like, how can you compare until you get those guys on the court at the same time in right. the prime, ab- which will never happen. It absolutely is hard. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Fully. Um, I think that's just the nature of the business of media and also the fun of being a sports fan and you're in barbershops and also sharing the game and the passion for it across generations between a mother and her daughter, a, a grandfather and his grandson, you know, sharing the, the players that touch them. And so, but but I, I appreciate your awareness that a comparison across eras is not really complete or even fully fair to either side. Um, just, just real quick on the LeBron thing. Like, you know, when he, and if health willing, he will pass Kareem. When he does, does that, does him becoming the all-time leader in scoring for the NBA, does that change anything about how you would rank LeBron or even his legacy for you? Or what does that mean to you for LeBron? Um, it's tough. Like, I, I mean... I'm I'm a I mean I I don't think it would change. I, I mean uh that's that's a tough one. I mean I I don't think it changed. I still think w- what MJ was able to accomplish, how he accomplished it is, you know, puts him right there and and, and I think MJ's right I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. LeBron is right there with him. You know, I I think Kobe is there. I I don't understand why we we talk about MJ and LeBron and and, and don't really mention Kobe. Personally, I just don't, I don't, I think those three, you know, it, it's, it's, you, you do a poll and you see what you, you have. I mean, cause it, you know, you know, you're going to have a younger era going to probably pick LeBron, maybe Kobe. And if they don't, you know, they didn't watch MJ, you can watch film or watch TV. And some people are not impressed when you watch TV as opposed to seeing it live. That's just the reality. And I think if people got the chance to see MJ live, we, Man, it was tough. You see Kobe live, mm. so I, I I I think it just solidifies. There's there's not any there's not many people better than LeBron yeah. James. Period. That's just. I mean, I I just think that's what it is. I mean, I, I think you know, older generation. I think we we kind of and I I put me in that. I, I still I still roll with MJ first. I'm I think the greatest athlete. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing you know. We're seeing a machine at work in his, you know, in his late in his late thirties and year twenty, and I don't know if 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 a lot of us, you know, you see, there's no way I could play like like he's playing at that age. I mean, so and I don't think any of those guys like the Kobe's, maybe Kobe, somewhat similar. I mean, but Kobe was breaking down too. His body was breaking down. MJ's body was breaking down. So it's a testament to LeBron, and you have to give him his just due. 
not taking it away from him. It's just, yeah. you know, I like what I like. And it's nothing and, and the conversation around LeBron is not just one of longevity. It's also one of durability. Um, LeBron has missed yeah. only 165 games in his career in 20 years. And 94 of those happened in the last five seasons. So, I mean, you know, for the 15 years, the sky was like a, a tank. And, and that also shows a passion for the game. Sometimes the more I spend time in the league, I mean, I love to meet guys who love the game, but there are a number of guys who, you know, this is their profession. They make money, they are good at basketball, but they may not, you know, necessarily have a hunger or desire to be on the court. And now that we involve analytics and, and uh, different types of strategies to monitor the body, guys are just missing more time. LeBron has been out here playing That's what games. I was going to say to you. Well, playing the game, not like, playing games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, I got, I got you. But, like, but I was go- that's what I was going to say to you. It's like load management. Uh, you know, I wonder, I'm curious. I mean, obviously, you, you got to add into, into some of that how many times where he was a healthy scratch for load management on top no, of that. So been, it just says a lot about, you know, he, what he's, he's been done, very so. durable. But I mean, what you know, doing? the conversation yeah. today, it's been interesting. We've been talking about records, legends, longevity, keeping in that same energy. Um, and speaking of records, there's somebody else coming for the record book and coming for you actually. <laughs> and uh, that's Damian Lillard. Um, you know, one of the just most fun players to watch, especially in crunch time. Mm-hmm. And Dame is about to pass you, Vince Carter, on the all-time three-point list. Um, Vince, you're currently sitting at sixth place at 2,293s. And Dame is right behind you with 2,283 at seventh place. So, I mean, again, health willing, Dame is about to pass you. But what are your reflections on, on this and of Dame, you know, just his overall game? Well, well, for, for me, I, I think when people hear that, they're like, man, wait a minute, I didn't know you were up there in threes. Like, yeah, I did shoot him. <laughs> you just, that's not what they were looking for. So I understood it. Um, for, for Dame, uh, I, I think he can beat that in one game. I mean, he's capable of going eight for nine, <laughs> like at, at the drop of a hat, or eight for 12. Um, the way the game is now, and we talk about Steph's ability to shoot the ball from long, long range, and you add Damian Lillard to that, and you look at the type of guy he is and what he was willing to accept and what he wasn't willing to accept. And, you know, it was easy for you know, everybody wanted to push him to going somewhere else because Portland's not there. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm going to make it here. I want guys to come to play with me. But he's established himself as a perennial all-star. He um, will be a uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, so I got, to, I got to talk with him in, 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 you know, a little bit in, at the Olympics. Uh, um, and, and he was just – each game is just some pretty cool conversations. Got kind of getting to know him, yeah. And we're just sitting there, kind of waiting for the game, and just chop it up. And 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 so I have a great appreciation for him. And like I say, you know, for him to pass me, I'm I, first records are made to be broken, and he's a guy that you know I have a lot of uh, appreciation for um, on and off the court. So you know, I I'm trying to hold on for this with a hope. For what, maybe one, two, possibly three games, ah, and then it'll be cool to come. I don't see. even think. I don't even yeah, think he'll saying, make it I'm, three games, hey, man. He's, hey, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> hey, 
sixth place for for me is it, like for for people for, you know people always obviously consider me a dunker I, and hey he can score but they didn't say he's a three point shooter holding on six is it's like really impressive and I think that's a, a testimony. Hey, I'm happy to I'm in the top ten. I, I, absolutely, <laughs> people think of you as a high flyer. It shows that you know your game evolved to much more than being just athletic. You were highly skilled too, and um, and also evolved your game. Um, so that that is really telling. Um, so first of all, I want to congratulate you for being like a renaissance man in the NBA. Thanks. That you really like an NBA <laughs> renaissance <laughs> man for real. All right, last one, last topic. I, I know I'm pushing it here. I, I'm gonna give you a quick hitter, but it's been reported the dunk contest All Star Weekend is around the around the corner, and they're reporting that contestants may include Mac McClung, Shaden Sharp, and KJ Martin. And while those are exciting high flyers. We just, we just still are not hearing the big names. You know, people want to hear John Moran and Zion, Vince, why are NBA superstars, why aren't they competing in the dunk contest anymore? Well, first of all, there's got to be one more. If there's only three guys, that's disappointing and not a fourth. But I, I like, I've seen Mac. Mm, interesting. He, he has some stuff to him. Shade Sharp look, look, can look, fly. Look, look. This is so this, this is KJ. not a denounce de- denunciation of, of the guys that are no no no. In. It's not. But no no. Okay, I know. Okay. Will you tell you want me to? That's say, what I'm saying. I, I no no down. no. I'm, I'm with you. Take a few <laughs> no no no. I didn't let you finish. Let me let you finish. I'll let you finish. No no no. No, you good. No, you good. I mean, I go. No no. It's no it's no no. It's no knock at all. I'm not. I'm not knock. It's it's. I was just saying like that. I don't. I don't know why. I I think the fear of and you can feel that you feel it in. I think it's the fear of what is said if they don't win um the meant I'll just I'm gonna speak about me that was a dream of mine like I I grew up watching it wanting to be a part of it it wasn't a I wasn't afraid it, it, I it, I, I didn't I wasn't scared of the result, um, but I wanted to compete against the best. Like, I mean, and if they didn't find, but whoever was out there, I wanted to compete against them and show the world what I could do more so than anything. And and I think sometimes, and I, and, and I was, I would watch the, the dunk contest throughout the years. I was approaching that like it was a basketball game. Like I was, focused on the task at hand and I don't know where other guys are with that like I had like these boys about to see what what it really is today like that's kind of like you know I, I I had to force T-Mac to stay in it he was like oh I'm dunking for second place and all that crap it, meanwhile I'm like bro I know your competition and I know seeing you out there is gonna push me to the to the next level, he didn't see it that way. <laughs> but that's how I I, you know, I look at it for competition. You know, it was it was fun, but I was there for business uh-huh. on Saturday. It was a fun trip. All star All Star Weekend is what it is. At that time, it was only three days, four days. It's not like it was like it is now. We didn't get it like that. It was literally Friday, Saturday. You get there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's it. Monday, you had to be back uh-huh. in your city. It's not you know. So it's a little different. So. I, I knew I was going to, you know, 
enjoy all the flight there. Cool. Oh, can't wait. Friday night, you do all the meetings. Woo. Okay. Saturday, when I woke up, it was business. It was business for me. Like it was like, I didn't, I, I, I just wanted to live in the moment and I didn't take it for granted. I didn't want to make a career of it. If you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to see me year after year after year. Like, you know, but I was coming there to do my thing and signing off. So I, I don't, I think the, 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 you know, now that's with social media and the brand, I think people feel like they take a hit if they don't win it. But it's like, if you're dunking against the best and you put on the show, somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. But you can look at it like Levine and, and Aaron Gordon. Like that was like legendary. legendary. Going what? back and forth where after, after, after each one of them dunked, what? you're like, oh what? yeah, he won. And then after the other guy dunked, you're like, oh, oh yeah. Like you look at MJ and Dominique, you're like, oh no, he won. Oh, wait a minute. Nah, bro. I think he uh. won. Like if you can walk away if you can walk away saying that, like that's what it is, but it's just it's just different, and I respect it. Let me let me let me stop by saying stop now and say that I respect these guys and their decision for whatever their reasons may be. I respect it. I don't understand it, but I respect it, and I, I think you know they display unbelievable athleticism, and maybe some guys are afraid, you know, and you know maybe they're not. I'm just saying maybe are hesitant. Let me let, let me maybe some guys are hesitant about about being in a contest because there's dunk game dunkers and there's contest dunkers. And we can see guys who are flying in the air doing some stuff in the game that do not feel comfortable in the dunk contest. We may think so, but they don't. And that's a real thing. That is a real thing. Believe it or not, there's a lot, there's a lot of guys I know that like, like, we'll go dunk. Like, yeah, man, let's, let's, let's have a dunk off. Let's have a dunk contest. Like, mm. But if we casually dunk and you put them in the game, they give you everything you want. You know, it's just, it's just weird. It's like, I don't know. That's all I got for that. That is such uh, an interesting insight. Like that I wouldn't have even, like, you know, that we may not have considered. So um, obviously your opinion. The anxiety is Anxiety is a dunking, maybe. Right. I guess no, it's like, no, like you, you know, some people. That's a real thing. Serious, man. For real. Anxiety is a dunk. dunking. Doubts. Doubts of it. dunking. Ooh. Yeah, because it's a real. It's, it's a, a real, real thing. thing. No, for sure. Um, I actually could see a whole marketing campaign about it. But I, see, anytime there is a conversation around <laughs> dunking, we want to hear from you. And as we get closer to the All Star Weekend, we'll absolutely be diving in deeper. But um. You know, I, I think uh, we're coming full circle on our show here. We kept you a little extra long, but uh, we had a lot of big names and big topics to, to hit today. Good stuff. Yeah. And but Raz, I will say this real quick. I think people will enjoy the three names that you, mm -hmm. you've you mentioned. McClung, um, Sharp, I, uh, I, you know, I, Yeah, yeah. I think those three young guys have some stuff. I've, I've seen McClung do his thing. Uh, around, I've seen Shaden Sharp. I see, you know, but I, well, there again, I, 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 I'm interested to see how it translates to the contest. These are God, super God, athletes, are and I think that's the one thing. Again, at minimum, y'all got to finish the dunks. Last year's dunk contest, man, there was just no finishes, and that was the issue. I, these guys okay. are finished. Yeah. I think these guys yeah. are finished. Yeah, I, I do. So I really actually, do. They but have yeah, I mean, but you, you, you look at like if you can have a great showing as a smaller guy named guy at the dunk contest 
McClung is a small. No, uh, so, it's oh, small, small name. name. I, I think you yeah, you okay. can instantly monetize that, like you know, just as far as brand awareness. I mean, things like that. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm always my favorite day is always Saturday, although mine is a three point contest. So I agree. I agree. Saturdays are the best day, especially Saturday Yeah, we should night. come come to Utah, man. Let's, let's, that's, do, that's, let's do the VC deeper. show live from All Star Weekend. I'll be out there. Come on, man. Let's do the VC show. Maybe. Maybe. I might, I might pop um, up. You never yeah, know. Come on, man and brothers. Send you us. You never know. <laughs> we'll already be there. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, before I start, I, be before I get us in trouble with our boss. <laughs> right. <laughs> they could be like, man, what y'all talking about over here? Actually, know, just, you know, throwing some ideas around. Agreeing to do this show, I got an email from Peyton Manning. Maybe assistant. I don't know. But it was like, welcome to the team. And I was like, what? So cool. So anyway, it's probably like no. He's he he he, hey, he, he does his own stunts now. You think I, I he will writes say, his own Peyton, emails? He does, yeah, you think he writes you. his own like, emails? He, he, absolutely. Oh shit! Absolutely. I think he said Ron. Like welcome yeah. to the team. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. Yeah. I can hear us there too. Well, party people, thank you, thank you once again for listening to the VC show. Roz and I always appreciate you guys listening to our banter and us just go on and on and on about these topics but we hope you're sitting at home enjoying what we're talking about having these conversations yourself we appreciate you we love much love see you next week